Welcome back to Mix Masala with TG. I am Tenzin Gopal, sound visual artist, and we have a very special speaker, Nina Vincent, with us. And all the way from Goa, we welcome you and a big namaste. So, Lena, nice meeting you here. Thank you for accepting this interaction for this session. And uh, dear listeners, there might be some noises behind, so please uh, adjust. Before we begin, my dear listeners, I would like to request you that this entire episode will be divided into two sessions, session one and session two with Lena. Namaste and good afternoon. It's so lovely that you came all the way and it's great to meet you too. Um, uh, it's always wonderful to have conversations about different things and considering that we are at a time when we are happily coming out of the pandemic and trying to explore different spaces, I think that there's lots to talk about. Since you mentioned pandemic, were you in Goa at that time? Uh, yes, I was, uh, I was in Goa the entire time. I did travel a little bit uh, in the second year of the pandemic. But uh, in the beginning, it was really, I guess, an experience that everybody had jointly but experienced also differently in an individual sense. In Goa, the isolation perhaps was more but being a much more open space with less people here, I think that we were luckier than people in the larger cities, definitely. Lockdown was happening and you were indoor basically, you could not go out. Yeah, so that's what I meant by saying that we were still lucky because despite the fact that we wouldn't really go out and mingle with people, at least we still had the space to wear a mask, step out onto the streets and still be isolated because we don't, we don't have to, uh, you know, deal with huge crowds here at least, you know, because we're near the river, we still have an open space, we still have the sky and the fields and the hills nearby enough so i think that that has been a hugely lucky thing for me but uh, there were many other things that became part of life at that time like uh, trying to work trying to shift entirely to an online mode becoming well versed with technologies that were simply not familiar before that so you know like um, like Abhay uh, Sardesai mentioned at one point of time, we just became part of this split-screen universe. <laughs> we were these little flat faces distributed across these, uh, you know, devices. And for me, being slightly technophobic, I think that I went through <laughs> a certain amount of anxiety. Yeah. But I'm over that now. Started this Insta chat. Yes, yes. So that also took place during this uh, pandemic period or was it after? No, absolutely. In fact, uh, we, I, uh, I was, I opened two shows in March of 2020. Uh, one early March in Bombay, which was with the Piramal Museum and one in uh, mid-March, which was just a few days before everything locked down at Shrishti Gallery in Hyderabad. In fact, I almost got stuck in Hyderabad. But very luckily, um, 
the opening itself was cancelled because a certain you know a, a certain policy came into place over there we didn't even have the opening and so i came i returned back to goa early and then within a couple of months i felt that a lot of people whom i knew were also being hit by this entire feeling of isolation and mental blocks and creative blocks and enormous yeah. fear uh we did begin to hear about deaths in different parts of the world and so on and i thought that this is what i can do this is what i do i i spend time in artist studios i am constantly talking to people i am understanding what they're uh making what they're thinking what they're creating why should i not continue with this and it was a challenge for me because like i said i'm not a technologically uh, oriented person mm-hmm. though i have learned a lot now but i took it as a challenge and i said let me try doing these conversations so that i can still go on spending time with people and perhaps i will be of assistance to those people as well mm-hmm. uh, so i am like i've done about around uh, 40 conversations until now oh, wow. uh, in these 2 years and um, Uh, i think that there are a lot of people who if they don't listen to it on that day they come back to it they listen to it they come back to me with different sorts of responses they feel happy to be knowing about people's processes yeah, when sometimes yeah. they don't get to know because what happens is when you go to a gallery and you see a finished product it's that it's a finished piece yeah. but it contains within it probably years of the artist thought an entire process several uh, you know positions of trial and error mm-hmm. and an entire uh, you know history which does not come through so when i have these conversations and people are able to talk very comfortably like you know chai ke sath hum log baith ke baat kar rahe hain to it's so comfortable to simply discuss anything and that's how the entire thing has gone about you know i would totally agree a lot of things that you had just shared because mm-hmm. uh, me as a practicing artist in baroda at that time but then i somehow managed to sneak out i just asked for lifts and uh, hitchhike and uh, go around because transportation was open right the road yeah. for trucks and all these were open and for train you still had to give that rts that PCR yeah, RT PCR you know that report and i did not want to go to any sort of hospital or clinic because i think that was like a place where it was very concentrated you know this uh, so and i have phobia how to say you know i cannot go to a hospital because i feel scared is it yeah so and because when i just enter the hospital you know the entire white and the smell of detol and everything makes me very uncomfortable and makes me feel very restless and uh, yeah i really don't enjoy going to these sort of places right so i managed to somehow travel around so i again gone to udaipur for few days and then uh, and then somehow got 
some project here in Goa also. So I had come down to Goa and then from here I had gone to Bangalore, then Bangalore to Pondicherry and then, ah. and then I again come back to Bangalore because train was not possible. So and then from Bangalore to Baroda by bus. Right. And uh, by that time, you know, like the first phase had already had ended and uh, and then once I got caught by the cops and they again asked me for this report, right? And I started saying like, I'm an artist and uh, I'm just documenting, you know, the life outside and uh, how it is and things mm -hmm. like that. And uh, finally, like they were, okay, you just now go to Baroda and get your shots, like, you know, yes. vaccine shot. Yes. So, but for an artist, you know, I think it was uh, both good and bad. I am not like uh, talking in general terms, but for myself, uh, because we usually are uh, somewhat isolated. Yeah, isolated, right? We enjoy mm. our isolated uh, space, and uh, but then, you know, it's very strange, like to see everyone just in their home and uh, yeah, a lot of uh, problems there but then I think a lot of the artists they took advantage of this in terms of also learning new things and uh, similar with me also like uh, how technology you know uh, you got in touch with the technology you started knowing more about the possibilities yes and at that time I was doing a fellowship program uh, by from in Bangalore there's an organization Be Fantastic so they were doing something uh, with tech and climate fellowship which was like for six months I think and we did a lot of crazy things so I got introduced to coding technology and uh, and suddenly like this entire new space of you know what I can do in the digital space opened up and uh, ever since I've been doing a lot more work there yeah but I must interrupt you here and say that I think one of the greatest uh, realizations of this period uh, for all of us artists and people who are in the upper ranges of the cultural world is that we are privileged. Yeah, yeah. We are privileged to even have access to those technologies. Exactly, exactly. We are privileged to make these choices of moving around when we wanted to rather than when we were forced to. Yes. And during the first round I joined the helpline here in uh, in Goa uh, for for COVID and as we all know there were huge number of laborers traveling across India trying to reach their homes and I spoke to probably around more than 150 different persons because that is what we were doing we were trying to fill up lists of names and numbers and people and where they had to go and how to allow them to even uh, take advantage of the facilities that the government was offering. Uh -huh. But unfortunately, a majority of these people don't even have any identification. They don't have an Aadhaar card. They don't have a, a, a paper to uh, identify that they are living in this place. Or So there were 25 questions in each survey and many of them we had to make decisions on our own because they did not have answers all they were saying is madam humko ghar jana hai humko ghar jana hai koi nahi hai wahan pe hum log kya karenge hamare paas paise nahi hai hum kaise jaye so you know 
So was it this time when all the workers they were like trying to go back to their go back? Yeah. Yes, there is a huge labor population in Goa, which is from Bihar, uh, Uttarakhand, Chhattisgarh, also oh. Andhra Pradesh and uh, Karnataka. And because I I speak uh, Telugu, Kannada, a little bit of Tamil, also Hindi fluently, I was able to do contribute this as my part of you know whatever was going on and in such a situation you begin to think that creating art or curation at that point i have to say that because my work is curation curation at that point was not something important at all it it did not feature in what i felt that i should be doing at that point of time um it really became a pressing need to be of other service to humanity at that point of time. And I did have lots of conversations with artists too because I was treating them also as part of that same society and same humanity that I was a part of. But the making of art was not crucial at that point of time. I, I did do a lot of writing and one of the side effects of this isolation for me as well is that I began to create art myself again. Right. Otherwise it's sporadic. I draw and paint so, sometimes. So what we'll do is now we'll go, we'll rewind everything. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about your background. past. Yeah, background. Yeah. And uh, yeah, maybe some events in your past that has led you to you know make a decision or choose this field you know and uh, how it came to be you know, you know like us concert is like a small summary so mm -hmm. you can share because I, right. I am also meeting you for the first time and we are actually speaking to each other also for the first time you know and uh, yes. so it will be very like interesting for everyone I think. all right so yes i'll try to be as concise you know, Tamil also, <laughs> you know. So, I think uh, where, where is all this coming from? You know? <laughs> yeah, so it's it's quite interesting because my my uh, dad was in the Geological Survey of India. Okay. So when it's a government-oriented uh, job, you know, uh, you get posted in different parts of India. So that is a sort of place where I uh, grew up in these multicultural uh, zones. So, yeah, you, you were uh, so shifting, shifting from city to city and uh, also you know my dad is uh, a Telugu uh, from Tamil Nadu he's an Iyer and my mom is a Mangalorean okay. and though my mother tongue is Konkani I don't speak it I speak all the other languages <laughs> because of living in different <laughs> cities but this sort of multicultural uh, period of growing up is what I think gave me also a great interest in culture, mm -hmm. a great interest in different sorts of people, places, uh, visual uh, languages, yeah, you know. Geographical uh, means like were you always in touch with like maps and uh, things like that or was it more of a like going out uh, in the nature and doing stuff? Yes, I think that nature was a huge part of my uh, journey, but I cannot say anything, you know, I cannot pinpoint anything uh -huh. specific. Uh -huh. It was natural mm -hmm. because that's the way we grew up and 
because my dad and I was in fact I came at the fag end of my dad's career because I'm the youngest of four siblings and uh, my siblings actually have traveled much more than me I myself finished my education in five different schools but my elder siblings they have also not gone to school in a couple of years when my dad was posted in the middle of the jungle in Bihar or you know traveled to Iraq where in fact I was born so um, it was a very organic process but I do realize in retrospect that it gave me a kind of comfort in being wherever I am and doing what I needed to do mm. without feeling a, a huge sense of I have to start over again. Mm. I can make friends very easily. I, I feel very comfortable with uh, whoever, whoever I am with uh -huh. and I, I feel that I think it's reciprocated quite a lot because people do feel comfortably uh, comfortable talking to me or being with me wherever and I that's am. why you also enjoy moving traveling here and there because it's been there since yeah. your childhood and uh, there are some yes. certain people like that and then there's some people like us I guess who like to yes. move around you know totally. of whether we have work or not we have to move around otherwise it's Absolutely. I would, uh, I would suffocate if I had to stay within a space, within a cubicle, if I had to work within a cubicle and this is with due respect to everybody who chooses that and who does that on an everyday basis, you know, it's not a criticism, it's just that it would not suit me. Mm -hmm. And uh, so right from the very start, I think I had an orientation towards art. And at that point of time, you know, my dad uh, decided to buy a farm outside Bangalore and move to Karnataka. And it so happened that someone said, you know, there's a wonderful college called Chitrakala Parishad here. She has a talent. Why don't you go have a look? So, uh, well, I completed, uh, I had just completed my uh, standard 10 and it was a choice at that point of time to directly join a professional course okay. without 11th and 12th oh. so we went there and it seemed good enough I was pretty okay at sketching and things like that but to be on the safe side I did get into Mount Carmel College as well okay. uh, and until the lists came out I was studying at Mount Carmel College I did two months of um, history and psychology without buying my books okay. uh, so the lists came out and uh, whatever I came in in some second list and something but I joined the college um, after my foundation where it was great fun we did we had a lot of learning from seniors and I have to say that we had a lot of wonderful seniors people who I think at this point of time I know that they inspired me then uh, there were people like, uh, you know, Ranjini Shatar, Srinivas Prasad, Biju Jos, um, um, Krishnarad Chonat. I mean, I could name a large number. Keshava, who unfortunately we lost uh, uh, in these last couple of years. A lot of seniors who made a huge impression in the way they were and the way they worked right at that point of time. So, what, what was your like, point when you reached the uh, college? Uh, the art college that you joined, hmm. you know, and uh, were like first, was it surprising for you or what, did you feel like, ye kya hai or something? 
Yes, it was in fact a quintessential artistic space because at that time, you know, the the uh, jhola carrying and the kurta wearing, um, uh, <laughs> you know, a stereotype of the artist yeah. was very real, and I came in direct contact with that, you know. And CKP was a place which is, you know, it is. It has changed a lot in these twenty. Five years, but at that point of time, it was this romantic space with a lot of trees and this wonderful sunken space where all the students used to sit and chat and have chai and smoke and you know it was beautiful. And we had these staircases leading to nowhere where we would simply gather. and it was very magical and uh, for me of course i was very keen on the art and the practice and the reading but i know lots of people who were my peers were not doing anything we also had a huge you know a long period when all the teachers went on strike because of some issue with the government uh, okay. you know university policies so we were drifting happily for a year and uh, i would uh, work very conscientiously i would say and a lot of people knew that i was quite serious but i also had enormously fun times because uh we would go on picnics i had friends who were from different colleges so i would spread my week out spending time with people in different spaces and different streams of study Okay. So I would be in Bishop Cottons for two days. I would be in Mount Carmel for two days. I would be in my own college for two days, and I would enjoy myself in this kind of space of learning. You know. Your, your narration also takes me back to my uh, first year. You know, like when I was joining MSU. Okay. At that time, uh, so I joined like 2013, I think it was, and. Uh, Yeah, during that time, the faculty was still. What you say? If you look at it now, it's very modernized, right? The government wants it now all modern. Yes, But yes. But before it was still like a little jungle, and uh, you would have a lot of uh, next to right next to the sculpture department, you have like these huge, huge old tree trunks, you know, just mm. left there so that. If students need something mm. to carve, they have mm. these things, you know, and uh, and yeah, the way you described kurta and jhola and yeah, it's really. But I have to say <laughs> that this is between ninety four and two thousand one, so it is uh, you know quite, it's 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 more in the past. Mm. But you understand yeah. what I'm saying, so you know it was it, this was this was the period and then i decided that i was really keen on print making because uh vishwambar uh, who was the principal at that time had really energized the print making department and uh, i really respected the the artists so, i mean the students who were working there so even at that time did you have different departments or were they all together there were different departments so we after 2 years of foundation we had okay. to make a choice oh, of specialization in one of the streams i hated applied art yeah. uh, <laughs> altogether uh, you know i just could not bring myself to do things with specific measurements 
I love printmaking because I loved black and white and like I said I was also seeing a lot of artists doing some fantastic work they wanted me to take up art history even in my uh, you know bachelors but I wanted to spend my time in a practical uh, subject so I continued with a great interest in reading I had a very good you know very good art history teachers uh, at that point of time and uh, I continued my interest I knew I was very keen on the written word in contextualizing of art in writing about what art is doing but at that point of time I wanted to practice so I did my uh, bachelor's in graphic printmaking uh, under people like uh, Ajit Dube and uh, Sridhar Murthy. I enjoyed etching and I learned viscosity, I, I did lithography, I did a little bit of screen, screen printing which I didn't like. Would you agree that you know because you were engaged in the practice, you know, the practical aspect of doing things has also somehow helped you in working as a curator. You know? Oh yes, you know, I, you know I, I think it's an advantage. Because now curation also is a very wide space, right? My best friend, my roommate actually, Pramana Chakraborty, uh, he, he was also in art history. So they, we would have a lot of conversations. Right. And before he started his art history studies, you know, when we first met and we became roommates, we would have a lot of uh, debates about you know certain things, certain aspects because uh, you know like one there's the doer who is doing things and yes. making things and then you know how, uh, sometimes the process changes the entire narration also you know. Yes. Uh, when we first begin we have like this idea okay we are going to do this and this but then the process suddenly takes you to another level and uh, you know, changes almost everything also, you know, sometimes. Completely. So, and now you have curators who are also coming from not just the visual uh, background, you know, you have, you have architects coming in also, yes. you have uh, literature uh, people coming also yes. in. And so maybe you can uh, speak a little bit about how, you know, your practice and uh, what you're doing, how it's going along like together. And Dear listeners, with this we conclude the first session with Lena Vincent. I hope that you got a lot of new ideas about how artists can branch out into doing other various things also. If you are one of these person who are interested in reading, writing and maybe enjoy curating, I think this is a wonderful episode to listen and this is one of the main reason why I really wanted to have this podcast done with her because I think it's very interesting the kind of perspective she has in regards to the upcoming young generation artist hold on to your chairs and stay tuned for the next session with Lena if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if you want to add something, you want to share your stories, please do email me istensengopal at gmail.com or hit up in my Instagram page or you can also 
click that message button in Spotify in order to get your queries answered. You can also get in touch with Lena Vincent through her Instagram page, Facebook page. I will be sharing those links in my blog. Be sure to check them out. Thank you for your immense support. Follow, subscribe and see you in the next session.